Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have the dry bars. Balls so dry. They explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That's what. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, Kyle. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, Kyle. Suck my balls, Kyle. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. Suck your big balls and your hairy balls and your hairy hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Kevin! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Shuck Nat right here, a South Park review. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I light up that green. Yeah, boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Jeffer. Each and every week I am joined by these two blokes. Like to sit with me and make jokes. Maybe take a lot of tokes, because last mm-hmm. week fucking Ian was on fire. If you watch the fucking video, we needed to fucking put up a hit counter for how many times this man fucking took a hit. And speak of the devil, he's here. <laughs> he's unmuted. He's ready to go. He's from the West Coast. It's my boy. Scoop shakalaka. What's up, buddy? Not much. Just need a haircut. My hair's getting long AF. No, seriously, we discussed this on Light the Fuse last week. Uh, we were talking about how we were doing a podcast. It was 4.20 late. And I was like, dude, if you watch the, fuck the next episode of Suck My Balls, which just dropped, uh, or it already dropped, uh, Scott Tannerman must die. Literally every, it looks like three to five minutes, Ian is taking a hit. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, if I really had the time right now, I would put up a hit counter to see how many times he fucking took a hit. To- so if you're watching or listening to the episode, or maybe, you know, if you watch back the episode, which I'm going to have to find a way to put it up because YouTube, again, is playing games with us. So you can watch the last episode on our Facebook which was a be- super best friends, you might be able to find Scott Tannerman must die. But I have uh, gone on a diatribe long enough to prevent myself from introducing this guy because this guy just got a haircut, you know? He's, he's, he's got a mullet now. He's, he's business in the front, party in the back. Ladies and gentlemen, dirty, 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 Joe, 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 Pinola. Well, I don't mean to piss you off with things I might yes, say. Yes, it is. So when I try to shut my mouth, 
come out anyway. So when I speak my mind, that's when we connect. Yeah, but that's just not politically correct. Joe, what's up, buddy? Oh, not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, same shit, different toilet. Well, uh, maybe you should clean it because, you know, toilets get dirty. Uh, but I will say I've been to Joe's house multiple times. His bathroom is not overly dirty, Ian, so you'd be happy to know that. Ian has a very big crux about the bathroom. That mm. bathroom needs to be fucking clean. It's where you shit and clean yourself. Yeah, and like I... Like the kitchen. I'm with you on that scoop. Can't be going over and looking, and like you go into the bathroom and you look down and you see something that you think you're going to catch something from. You're like, oh, I'm good. Well, speaking about catching something, we're here to catch you guys up, the listeners, on the brand new episode here, Suck My Balls, as we break down another episode of South Park. For those who haven't listened, I will explain it once again for the 73rd time. This is a South Park review show where we review the show in linear fashion. That means we review it in order. And this week, we are up to the fifth episode of the fifth season, no doubt, called behind the blow which is of course a take on the vh1 classic series that they used to replicate a lot i don't know and i haven't had vh1 or cable in a number of years so i don't know if they're still doing this behind the music stuff or behind the tv uh, show they on it i think they just like relaunched it or something because i know they were making a big deal about it on paramount plus oh okay well there you go well we're back joe is going to be driving the car this week ian did a wonderful job last week but now we're going to serve it up to joe i will be serving up those clips for you as well and then we'll get into our trivia pop culture continuity and a little bit of what did kenny say it's an action-packed show here we've got a lot of information for you so buckle up to go behind the blow all right Terrence and Philip Behind the Blow is the fifth episode of season five and the 70th overall of South Park. It originally aired July 18th, 2001. When the boys discover Terrence and Philip have called it quits, they will go to any lengths to re reunite the duo and recruit them for South Park's Earth Day festivities. You love the Earth Day. It's all the Republicans' fault. It's all the Republicans' fault. <laughs> The Republicans are destroying the Earth. The Republicans are destroying the Earth. You love Mother Earth. <laughs> so, um, the episode opens while the boys are watching a rerun of Terrence and Philip. A commercial airs for Terrence and Philip live at the Denver Coliseum Thursday night. They are hysterical and determined to see the show. At school the next morning, Kyle tells the other three that he got them all tickets. Hey kids, don't miss the greatest event of the year! This Thursday night at the Denver Coliseum, see Terrence and Philip live and in person! What's this? One night and one night only, see all your favorite Terrence and Philip bits live! Oh my god! Hey guys! Hey guys! I know! I know! You order tickets, call a ticket slave now! Write the number down! Write the number down! Four tickets, 68th row to Terrence and Phillip. I waited in line since three this morning. Awesome. Give me man. Awesome. Give me man. And just for the record, this week, Joe, and all of our listeners, since you're the one driving, I just want to let you know, we've I've made sure to keep the clips all the way down to 30 seconds or less. So we're going to streamline it this week. Hells yeah. Um, so after telling the other three that he got them all tickets, Miss Chokes on Dick announces that Earth Day is coming up on Friday. 
And that the National Earth Day organization has chosen South Park to be the location of the Earth Day Brainwashing Festival. <laughs> Three environmentalists speak to the class using Jedi mind tricks to force their message upon the children. You care very much about the Earth, don't you? We yes. must save the Earth from the Republicans and other such propaganda. The boys, however, anger them, claiming that they cannot help set up for the festival since they will be seeing Terrence and Philip. We've all got to pitch in. Uh, I'm sorry, but the four of us can't help tomorrow night. Yeah! You. What? <laughs> we got tickets to see Terrence and Philip live in Denver tomorrow night. We paid 40 bucks a piece for them. And Terrence and Philip are more important than Mother Earth? Well, yeah, dude. You don't care about Terrence and Philip. Nothing matters more than saving the planet from Republicans. You don't need to see Terrence and Philip. No, dude, we really, really do. Their will is strong. All right. When it fails to sway, when this fails to sway the environmentalists, Kyle claims that they will be there to get Terrence and Philip to perform at the festival. The environmentalists agree to let them go, but warn Kyle that he had better not promise things to Earth Day people that he cannot deliver. We're going to see them tomorrow because we can get them to perform at the Earth Day Festival. You can get Terrence and Philip to perform? That would be great. Terrence and Philip would draw huge ratings from children all over the country. Very well, kids. We'll work on getting the event ready here, and you go get Terrence and Philip. All right! But I warn you, you better not promise things to Earth Day people that you can't deliver. Earth Day people can be very unforgiving. Very unforgiving. <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the show at the Coliseum and at the show the boys discover that Terrence has gained a considerable amount of weight and is now performing with a Philip Standin who neither looks or sounds like the real Philip. And to set up the clip further, just because it's gonna be come up now, this is a parody of an Abbott and Costello bit. Dude, what the hell is going on? Why did we play? I think this new guy's funny. And now here's a classic Terrence and Philip sketch that I wrote back in 62. Excuse me, sir. Do you know who farted? He sure did. What's the person's name? Who? The guy that farted. Who? The person that passed gas. Who passed gas? Now why are you asking me? That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes! Something very terrible has happened in the world of Terrence and Philip, and we've got to find out what. Of course, that's a play on, you know, who's on first bit from all the way back, like his scene. This 40s, 50s, 60s. So anyway, go ahead. Yep, yep. Determined to find out what's going on, the boys visit Terrence in his dressing room by sneaking through in the pants of an extremely obese groupie. Once inside, <laughs> that whole scene is great. You get in line with the rest of the uh, pan club presidents. I know. Well, I, wanted, save I wanted to clip this. I just didn't want to clip too much, but they get into the line, right? And there's the yeah. guy. He's like, you guys are like the president of the thing. And kind of goes, don't talk to this kid. Right. <laughs> or there's, um, well, we saved Terrence and Phillips lives once. Yeah, yeah. you and about a thousand others. Yeah, you and about a thousand others. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, and of course, also because it's, I don't have this in the clip as far as how they sneak in, they sneak into the obese woman. And I don't have this in the clip here, but Terrence. And the fat woman start having sex, and then Stan pops out, and, and he's like, "Oh, oh that my, that was fast!" <laughs> Go on, okay. All right? Oh well, what are we gonna name it? <laughs> and then, like the rest, of them, the rest of them all pop out, and then the the lady freaks out, and she runs away, and like Terrence is like, "Ah, quadruplets." 
All right. So they sneak in through the obese groupie. Once inside, they ask Terrence about performing at the festival and about Philip's absence. Terrence grows upset at the mention of Philip and explains to the boys that he and Philip have gone their separate ways. Great journey song, by the way, with Philip performing Canadian Shakespeare in Toronto. Why is it that every time somebody sees me, they have to say, hey, where's Philip? Like we're freaking married or something. You know, I let you tater tots in on a little secret. Philip is a hack. You know who wrote all the Terrence and Philip stuff? Me. Philip never did anything but read his lines. But the guy who replaced him sucks. Ah, I know. I know he sucks. I know. Things haven't been going so well lately. I'm not making any money because everyone wants to see Philip. Why? What the hell does Philip do? Because, dude, it's Terrence and Philip. Ugh. Because, dude, it's Terrence and Philip. You're right. <laughs> All right. Uh, back in South Park, the boys tell the environmentalists that Terrence and Philip have parted ways. The environmentalists then become violently angry as they have already heavily promoted the appearance. And I love how, like, all the posters say, as promised by Kyle. Kyle it's and his friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. It doesn't say Stan Kittis, by Kyle and his and friends. His friends. <laughs> yeah. As they are, the boys are told to go to Canada immediately to convince Philip to perform or else. They're not together anymore, dude. You better be joking. We've already announced their participation. Look, we, we could probably get Terrence, but he'll be performing with this other guy. You promised us Terrence and Philip. We therefore promised the world Terrence and Philip. You will get us Terrence and Philip or else. But there's nothing we can do. Philip is doing Shakespeare in Canada now. Then you better get your asses to Canada and get him. We'll make travel arrangements. Nothing is more important than the environment, boys. Not even your lies. Not even your lies. <laughs> well, guys, I guess we're going to Canada. Weak, weak. <laughs> First time, but we'll get into that later. Right, right. After sitting through a Canadian performance of Hamlet, which they portray in a scene that lasts one minute and 45 seconds. Ah, Horatio, I am dead. Oh, the I boys... timed it. I was because I was like, should I clip this? And then I was like, God damn, this thing's almost two minutes long. And then, yeah, one minute and 45 seconds. Yeah. Alas, buddy, I have stabbed thee. The boys confront Philip and ask him if he will appear at the Earth Day Festival. Philip is receptive until Kyle mentions performing with Terrence, which Philip flat re flatly refuses to do. Kyle again lies and say that the people of South Park only want to see Philip anyway, not Terrence. Philip rejuvenates his interest, agreeing to come, but all four boys worry about what will happen when Philip finds out that Terrence is at the festival too. And to set up this clip further, this is a mosh of two clips. The first 20 to 25 seconds is them having the conversation with Philip to bring him back. The last five seconds is Cartman talking to Kyle about yeah, his lies, which I had to include here. So here's Oh my God, it's such a good clip. Well, we were thinking how cool it would be if you and Terrence got back together for a reunion. And Stop right there. I'm not doing nothing with that fat-ass egomaniac. But we need you. I'm sick of him taking credit for all the work and not letting me change the act. It's old and stale. I mean, do you really think that fart jokes are funny for that long? <laughs> Look, if you don't come and do the show, I'll make you eat your parents. Yeah, whatever, kid. You'll do it, dude. Once Terrence and Philip get together again, it'll be like old times. Oh, Cal, you just made a huge withdrawal at the First Bank of Lies. It'll, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, you just made a huge withdrawal at the first bank of life. Okay. Um, <laughs> dude, if you don't do the show, I'll make you eat your own parents. Yeah, whatever, He's kid. He's not dude. joking, dude. Fuck, I just love Stan's backup. He'll do it, dude. Right. He'll do it, dude. 
so have you guys um ever had a situation like the Terrence and Philip where like you've had a creative partner or someone you're in a band or doing a show with or something that like it's just the creative differences or whatever between you guys have like it gotten to such a place where like almost wrecked a friendship um I wouldn't say well I don't know. I mean, it's not fair for me to say my previous band because I'm still pretty much. I mean, I'm still friends with Alan. I'm still friends with Rome. Uh, while I, I I'm amicable with Carmen, I, we were never like close enough to be friends. I can't be like, oh, I hate that guy. Or we had a falling out. It was just like, no, he was a good guy. He played music with us, but he wasn't like as tight as I was with Roman Allen. So I can't really speak to that. But I will say, in high school, he wasn't really my close friend, but we did have kind of a falling out because of this. Now I did speech and debate and theater, and I went all the way to state. And I did a Macbeth performance with this other guy, Jelly Munn named. And, you know, we got all the way to state with it. And I think we ended up getting like eighth or ninth, whatever it was. But it just got down to the end where, like, I wanted to make a, a creative direction change for the finals. I was like, let's not do Macbeth. I was like, let's switch it up. You know what I mean? Yes, Macbeth has gotten us as far. But really, it's it's us, the classical duo, that got this far. Let's do something else. But he either he just wasn't up for it or he didn't have the creative talent to keep up with what I was trying for us to move into. And unfortunately, in, in my opinion, I felt like that hindered us from winning, you know, a top spot, if you will, in state because of that. So I would that's probably about the closest I've gotten. Other than that, no, not really. I mean, most people I hang out with or do creative stuff with it, it's after a specific I mean, amount of time. I mean. Uh, I mean, you're an example, right? I mean, we you didn't have we didn't yeah. have for the first two seasons. So I mean, like, I generally don't just go. Oh, I'm going to do something with somebody and hope that it works out. So no, I'm going to build that trust with somebody first to make sure that I don't end up in that situation. Um, what about you, Ian? Uh, no, because never really had that kind of creative surroundings. Um, and even then, like, I'm super easygoing, and it, it's like the direction that it needs to go, and it's. You know, it's just like, oh, but I want it to be like, it, I'm more so to give up my want for the greater good. So I've never really actually had that problem. Now, Joe, I'm sure you've got thousands of stories you could recount with us working in the wrestling industry. But um, you just went off the top of your head? Not necessarily anything over creative differences or anything like that. I've got a couple people that... um no longer do business with me because they didn't like the way I did it or I didn't like the way they did it. Um, there was a situation where I found out a uh, guy was complaining about the pay he was getting. And instead of coming to me or my business partner, partner about it, he went around to a couple of the boys I found out about it. I called up the guy I was running the company with at the time, said, hey, we got to do something to, make it to keep this dude happy. And then a half hour later, I get a call from the dude saying that I'm a stooge or something when like, you know, I'm like, no, dude, I was trying to keep you happy and like get you the money you wanted so you wouldn't be bitching to guys behind our backs. Right. You know, but apparent, but even then I'm still a stooge. And Politics of wrestling. <laughs> Damn, stooge. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that person. Mark, you fucking Mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically, you know, fuck me for trying to get someone paid, right? <laughs> well, Terrence and Philip wanted to get paid for sure, bro. 
Yes, yes. And back to that, at the festival, the boys assure the environmentalists that Terrence and Philip will both be there any minute. Determined to keep up the pressure on the boys, the environmentalists use a meat cleaver to chop off Kenny's left arm. Kenny screams and cries as blood slowly pours out. A moment later, Philip shows up, quickly followed by Terrence. The two are initially furious to see one another, but they reluctantly agree to work together. I will say I didn't put this down on top of like just because we had a lot in there. I do like in this episode, every time they're about to chop the arm off, he yells out, Carl! And then he chops it off. What are you going to hear? <laughs> well, boys, it's rehearsal time and your Terrence and Philip haven't shown up. They said they'd come. I'm sure they'll be here any minute. Maybe you kids don't understand how important Earth Day is for the future of our planet. Maybe you need some convincing. Carl! <laughs> <laughs> crap is happening. He's here. Oh, very good. Mr. Phillip, I'm Jack Farless, head of the Earth Day Committee. Thank you for being a part of this important event. Whatever. Where's my check? All right, I'm here. Where do I? What's he doing here? You just hear Candy in the fucking background bleeding. Yeah. (laughs) During rehearsal, Terrence and Philip begrudgingly do a routine which eventually boils down into an argument until they both leave in a huff. The boys are dismayed by this but not nearly as much as the environmentalists who tell the boys that they had better get Terrence and Philip back together before the show starts or else. For good measure the environmentalists chop off Kenny's right arm and Kenny shouts out in more pain. Carl. Just do the bit right, dickface. Why don't you go eat some more pudding, you fat-ass drug addict? I may be fat, but at least I didn't get half-lugs. That's it. I ain't doing nothing with Kook all the whale. I never needed you in the first place, you hack. You can't leave. The show starts soon. Boys, you've got three hours to get those two back together. Do I need to remind you what will happen if you don't? Carl! <laughs> you bastards! Good luck, boys. <laughs> good luck, boys. Got to get them back together, you guys. They could do this to us. <laughs> Yes. So when the show finally starts and Terrence and Philip are introduced, Kyle instead hastily puts on a video of the documentary Terrence and Philip behind the blow. Though the crowd seems pleased by this, the environmentalists become furious and chase the boys. While the chase is in progress, Terrence and Philip both notice the film is playing and both stop to watch the story of their careers. Now, to set this up as well, I would say if you want to see the full, like, three minutes that they put into this, go find it, because it's very well put together, side characters, all the information. You're going to hear a little bit of this introduction, and I do have a second clip later on, because I think it's funny. Uh, but here's uh, the... here's how here's how they they started. What the hell do you call this? It's Terrence and Philip behind the blow. I taped it last month. We promised people Terrence and Philip, not a video documentary. You've ruined the earth for the last time, boys. <laughs> Terrence was born Terrence Henry Stute in the small Canadian village of Toronto. At a very, very early age, his parents <laughs> noticed canny musical ability and decided to enroll him in the Canadian School for Gifted Babies. It was here that he partnered up with Philip Niles Argyle. Philip Niles Argyle. (laughs) The small Canadian village of Toronto. (laughs) I just realized how Philip Niles Argyle is also a PNG acronym. Yes. Yes. Ping. All right. As the boys are being chased, the environmentalists soon chop off Kenny's left leg, and Kenny bleeds furthermore as he is hopping on his remaining foot to catch up to the boys. 
Okay, okay, I think we lost them. Jesus, man, those Earth people don't screw around. Ka, none of this would be happening if you hadn't lied in the first place. You lied, and then you lied to cover up your lies. I didn't see you complaining at the time, fat boy. Guys, we have no choice. We're gonna have to move away. Environmental activists don't use logic or reason. It's so good. Back at the festival, Behind the Blow continues to play for the residents of South Park. After reviewing their success as a Saturday morning cartoon, the documentary goes into detail about their first ever made-for-TV special, Not Without My Anus. And as I noted here, I didn't make a clip for this, but the documentary notes that Philip beat up an angry six-year-old fan and was sued for six million dollars. That's great. Yeah, that is good. He's like, he's like, uh, Terrence and Philip fell on hard times. Uh, Terrence became a coke addict, and Philip beat up a six-year-old and was sued for yeah. six million dollars. <laughs> But the reason why I specifically picked out this clip is this is they talk about the not without my anus. And while this is a reference to some of the pop culture and continuity, this is them kind of making fun of South Park fans. Yeah. A made for TV movie written by and starring Terrence and Philip called Not Without My Anus. It was their biggest project to date, but it had the misfortune of being scheduled on a night when a different and more popular television show, the John Schneider Variety Hour, was supposed to air. When fans tuned in to see John Schneider and instead were treated to the Canadian made-for-TV movie, they were enraged, bewildered, and scared. The fans revolted and burned down the network, killing six television producers and wounding 12 others. The hatred of Terrence and Philip had begun. Also, after this, it goes on to say, which you'll talk about here, but the doc also notes that although Asses of Fire started the Canadian War of 1999 in which 8 million people lost their lives, the film was considered a great success. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence and Philip eventually happen upon one another in the crowd, and after seeing what an incredible career they've had together, exchange apologies and decide to perform for the crowd, which I love the uh, Ed Sullivan show scene in the documentary. Oh my God, what's wrong with their heads? Calm down, honey, they're Canadian. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. The documentary, as you pointed out, also notes that although Asses of Fire started the Canadian-American War of 1999 in which 8 million people lost their lives, the film was considered a great success. We also lost the Baldwins and the Arquettes. All the Baldwins are gone? All the Baldwins are dead? Ah, you missed me! <laughs> after, their la- after their latest strike left a horrible toll on the Arquette family. Eat more snacks, Mars. All right. At this point, the boys and the environmentalists both arrive back at the festival where the environmentalists have have chopped off Kenny's right leg. Kenny falls limbless and quickly bleeds. Just as the environmentalists move in to finish off the other boys, Terrence and Philip take the stage and begin performing their routine. This thrills everyone. They're back! All right! Yes! Earth Day is saved, boys! Everything worked out after all! It sure did! Yeah, Kenny, everything turned out okay! <laughs> Say, Terrence, can you tell me who farted? He sure did, fella! Now I'm asking you his name! And so Terrence and Philip got back together, proving once and for all that fame and fortune are never as important as friendship. Well, that was your recap there of episode five of season five. Yo, what's up, guys? Check out our fancy dancy 
stonerific threads here that we picked up from thebakedboysclub.com, our brand new sponsor. We're sporting them. Joe over there is always fresh. Looking, I mean, Joe, how fresh is that shirt? It's fresh. It's fresh. And then you got Tom Bow Tom Bow Scoop here, Ian. I mean, he's looking pretty saucy, or as they mm. like to call it, the Versace T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's just a sexy beast with that T-shirt. Mm. And, of course, I've got the amazing NES shirt here. So, guys, to get this great apparel, visit thebakedboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD, and you'll save 15% off your order. So not only can you get baked, but we're going to save you some money so you can continue to get baked. So visit thebakedboysclub.com. Bakedboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. Baked Boys. Not just a brand. Not just a brand. It's not just a brand. It's It's a a lifestyle. lifestyle. All right, of course, thanks to our sponsor there, thebigboysclub.com. Use the code SECMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 15% off your order. Also, of course, check out Rode.com, Rodecaster Pro. All the clips used throughout this episode was uh, due in part to the fact that I have a Rodecaster Pro provided by them. So check that out. You can go anywhere and buy a Rodecaster. Mm-hmm. You can go to Guitar Center, go to Amazon. In fact, what I tell people is if you don't want to buy in Guitar Center, which I implore you to do because it's brick and mortar, but if you think you can find it cheaper online, you can still go into Guitar Center and play with it. Like it's there on display. So go there and yep. play with it. If you like it, go buy it. I don't know. I Yeah, I actually saw a Rodecaster there last night. I was buying some uh, Rode mics for uh, some new cameras I got. Nice. Yeah. I, when I bought these headphones, I was like, oh, there's a roadcaster. Cool. So I was able to walk up to the guy and be like, I need to get a good headphone for that. <laughs> and he was like, let me show you. So yeah, check out Roadcaster Pro from Road.com. And of course, check out Zordos Olive Oil and TheBroasters.com, Stevie Richards Fitness and Pro Wrestling Tees for all of our affiliates, pro wrestlers content. Well, we got what did Kenny say? Sort of. He doesn't really say too much. He says, yeah, in Toronto. Um, other than that, mostly throughout the episode, it's ah and Al sounds when he gets his limbs chopped off. And as you heard, they're screaming in the back. But there is one in the final scene. He does have a line. Stan says they're back. As you heard, Carbon goes, all right. Jack, the Earth guy, goes, yes, Earth Day is saved, boys. Everything worked out. And Stan goes, it sure did. And then Cartman goes, look, Kenny, everything turned out okay. And he turns Kenny's limbless body over. And Kenny goes, oh, well, now that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so really what Kenny said. Mm-hmm. And we did manage to get that played in the final clip, too. That's true. That exactly. That, that final line. So that's what Kenny said. Now, Scoop, are you ready to read us some trivia? Oh, yeah. All right, buddy. Read us some trivia. This is another time where hardcore liberals have used the boys to push their agendas. This happened before in Gnomes. Happens again in My Future Self and Me. I'm a little bit country and butt out. <laughs> but ow. I'm a little bit country and I'm a little bit rock and, rock and roll for the war against the war. Who cares? 100 episodes. Anyway. <laughs> Despite the fact Cartman loves Terrence and Philip, he voices a great dislike for the actual country of Canada. This is seen numerous other times, such as it's Christmas in Canada and Canada on strike. This is the first time that the boys visit Canada. They have visited 
visited Canada two additional times, and it's Christmas in Canada and Canada on strike. Nice. Again, the same two episodes that Cartman. Uh, baby Terrence and Philip, as well as the other students at Canadian School for Gifted Babies, are the same in, in appearance to Ike. Ike looks exactly like a young Terrence and a young Philip. It's hysterical. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to write. The anger over Terrence and Philip's Terrence and Philip Not Without My Anus is reference to real-life viewers' anger over Terrence and Philip Not Without My Anus. <laughs> Airing, postponing the reveal of Cartman's father further in the season. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. There was some pretty big... Yeah, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. You remember the ad that Comedy Central played with, like, the voicemails they got from pissed-off viewers? Yeah, it was pretty intense. Well, if you'd like to hear more about that episode, you can go back and listen to it right here on all on our podcast outlet or on YouTube. You want to hear that review? In the Denver Coliseum, a blonde version of Red sits behind the boys, and a brown, short-sighted version of Bradley Biggle in the official president of Terrence and Phillip fan club. Hey, Scoop, who's, do you know who Bradley Biggle is? Bradley Biggle. Midbelly Crunch! Oh, fuck, that's right. I always bring that up to you on every time when you say I think that's only the second time. There was another episode. I was like, who's Bradley Biggle? You're like, I don't know. Like, Midbelly Crunch! With the power of mint! And, and the power of crunch. And staying crunchy in milk. All right, so let's move on to some references to some pop culture here. Now, the Earth Day people and Kyle perform the Jedi mind trick hand gesture from the Star Wars films. You love the Earth. Uh, behind the Blow, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is a parody of VH1's Behind the Music series or... When Behind the TV continues, or when Behind the Brady Bunch, or when Behind the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You get what I'm saying. Uh, Punky Brewster, which I, I did leave out here, they I forgot. When, they, when, they, when they're at the beginning of the episode, the, what they're watching is a Behind the Blow type of parody, and it's on Punky Brewster. And it's Punky Brewster's Soil Moon Fry Never Suffered Drug and Sexual Abuse, like stated in the episode. They basically bag on Punky Brewster. It's yeah. She did have to, like, have her chest reduced though uh, the earth day people chopping off kenny's limbs might be a reference to the 1975 british satire film monty python and the holy grail where king arthur chops off the black knight's limbs during a battle uh, terrence and philip appear on the tv variety program the ed sullivan show dressed as canadian mounted police this mirrors real life canadian comedy duo wayne and schuster but have held a record for 67 appearances. The Canadian Shakespeare Festival was a satire of the real-life Stratford Festival in Canada, and this is the world's largest festival devoted to the works of William Shakespeare, something I've actually always wanted to go to. Uh, the leader of the Earth Day activist is based on Ira Einhorn, an environmental activist who was murdered, or I'm sorry, who murdered his ex-girlfriend in 1977. The sketch that Terrence wrote back in 62, as I mentioned, is a reference to Who's on First sketch by Abbott and Costello. And if you don't know who Abbott and Costello is, you, I, I don't, you, there's no hope. You need to go, go look it up. What are you doing? Uh, around the 145 mark of the episode, the Terrence and Phillips show goes to a commercial break where the boys see an advertisement for the Terrence and Phillips show live. At the end of the commercial, the spokesperson says to buy tickets from Ticket Slave. With the phone number 555 ticks scrolling across the bottom. This is, of course, a reference to Ticketmaster. 
At one point, it is mentioned that Terrence and Philip, in Not Without My Anus, had the misfortune of being scheduled on a night when a different, more popular show, the John Schneider Variety Hour. Now, he was an American actor and country singer who was best known known for his roles as Bo Duke on The Dukes of Hazzard and Jonathan Kent on Smallville. Though, in real life, he did not have his own variety show. He's my favorite Jonathan Kent, by the he's way. He's the best Jonathan Kent. Yeah, he is. Uh, I would say he's good. I think the only other one that may be close who was really good was um, who was uh, Kevin Costner. In the yeah, latest? I was going to say Costner did a really good job in uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, the latest ones, and even in the Justice League when he makes his appearance there, he, he does a better, he does a good job. And I'll just finish up the continuity since there's only three things, and we mentioned it throughout the episode. Dan mentioned how they saved Terrence and Philip in South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. We already talked about Cartman saying to Philip, I'll make you eat your own parents, which is a reference to the last episode. And the last thing here, Terrence mentions not needing another kid. This is, of course, a reference to the daughter he had with Celine Dion, Sally, who appeared in Terrence and Philip's Not Without My Anus. And they went home and had craft dinner. Craft dinner, yes. Craft um, dinner. Let's finish up. Joe, talk about your top likes. What'd you like? Um, the, the whole behind the music parody, they did a really good job with this one. Um, I'm a sucker for a good parody, especially, uh, behind the music. And this one, you could tell they obviously, uh, did their homework on it. Um, my second one was the, just the way it's delivered and the whole line and everything Making it with trial at the first bank of lies. <laughs> and we've already hit on this like three times already in the podcast, so I'm not really going to hit on it much more. But the direct reference to Not Without My Anus just pissing everyone off. And then uh, for myself here, I put Kenny getting his limbs chopped off. I thought that was unique after kind of having some – we talked about it last episode where Kenny dies from laughter. They really made up for it in this episode. And we're just like, all right, well, we're not going to kill Kenny, but we're going to chop off every fucking limb. Um, so I really liked that. Uh, I, I liked the – I didn't quote it correctly here, but, uh, you know, yeah, be careful, guys. That, that, can, that can happen to us when he's talking in reference to the fact that they're chopping off Kenny's limbs. Um, I liked while it was long because it was a minute and forty-five. The handling scene is so accurate; it's hysterical. Oh my god, yeah! It's done in Canadian, and they really speed it up. This death scene, this, this death scene normally is about a five to ten minute death scene, depending on the actors, and they speed this up in two minutes by just going rambling right through. And they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked at the end, uh, Philip, or halfway, I guess, toward the end, Philip bashing on Terrence for his weight, Captain Whale. Um, and then, of course, as I mentioned, Philip beating up a angry six-year-old dad mate. That's probably the funniest line in the whole episode. Philip was Philip went on to beat up a six-year-old and was sued for six million dollars. Um, so that's some of our top likes there. I think Scoop, you had some of the similar ones. Let's go into the dislikes here, Joe. You pretty much kind of said what I had to say. This is my only dislike about this episode. So why don't you go ahead and talk about it? It's just not that funny, right? I, it really isn't. I mean. We were able to find good moments in the episode, but and the fact that it's a good parody can only take it just so far there. It's not a lot in the episode that like you can remember it 
in series canon like you can remember so many other things like there are so many things from scott tennerman must die that everyone remembers like it, 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 there's the weird thing about this is this was put out in july so now we're in april or we're coming to the end of april when you listen to this it's gonna mm-hmm. be amazing we just had earth day ourselves so it's just a weird yeah for the episode too all the way in the middle of july to do an earth day episode right yeah and it just that's funny um they did the brainwashing thing better with the planet Arium. They did. The planet Arium episode was a fucking yeah. brainwashing. You yeah. love uh, Arium. You love the planet uh, Arium. But, and like, even, even the hook in the gimmick with the guy from the planetarium is better than the, you love the Earth. It's all the Republicans. Like, it just. It's a formula that they had gone to before and had done it better. And, like, it, it's just – there's not a lot in the episode that's memorable. All right. Well, that's pretty much with my top dislike, too. It just wasn't the biggest – it's not the funniest episode. It's not something you go back – I'm going to go back and watch this episode. It's an episode where if you're watching season five and you're just binge-watching it, just like – I and I've hung out with you, Joe. You just throw it on in the background. It'd be, it'd be one of those episodes that would just play, and then you might hear a funny line. Like, ha-ha, but you're not really necessarily going to pay full 100% to it unless right. you're doing a podcast or you're sitting down to say, hey, I'm going to binge watch this season. You know what I mean? Right, right. So – but yeah, all in all, you know, so far we've had some – you know, it came out hot, I would say, with the first four episodes, right? You had Cripple Fight. You had super best friends. You had it hits the fan. Scott Tannerman must die. So, I mean, it's yeah. to a point where they do hit a little bit of a lull, and they do hit that here with Behind the Blow. However, it's not a poor episode, and nothing is worse than Pip and uh-huh. the flashback episodes. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And this is a very middle-of-the-road episode for me. Like, it, it, maybe it's good that I don't remember it because sometimes you remember the bad more than you remember the good, but it, it's just like, it, it's neither good nor bad. It's very, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Cause I just looked at the bottom. We'll get to that here. Yeah. In a uh, it's, this scoop put that this is in his top two fifty. I'm putting this in my top 200. Joe, what are you putting this in? Uh, probably about top 200, maybe 175. but it, it, it's, it, it's right around the half. Maybe it dips into the lower half. Well, uh, apparently we've got a brand new segment here to wrap up the show. It's called Scoop's Rip Counter. Scoop, how many hits did you take this episode? As he unmutes himself. Scoop's on mute. Just like typical Scoop. Scoop's on mute. I took. Eight rips. Eight rips. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of, I mean, that means he was averaging like one rip every five minutes for this recording. Yep. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean. I'm lighting up that green, your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week I host Like the Fuse podcast. It's an AEW review show. We break it down. I'm sitting there with the vets, Ben Hameen, Chris Silvio, who's the head trainer at Matt Seidel Dojo, who's also a wrestler for AEW. Check out Light the Fuse each and every Thursday morning and then available on your podcast. Right now it's available on patreon.com slash homie media group as they uh, continue to look for a new home on uh, so, they're not, so they're not censored. Of course, you can also check out one of my clients. He's a 10-time tag team champion. He's a WWE Hall of Famer, one half of Harlem Heat, Stevie Ray. And you dig that? Suck up patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV. Sign up and you can get all the podcasts and videos that I edit in high quality or 
visit twitch.tv slash TV. And if you're just like, fuck it, I want it now, you can sign up and you can get it right away. You don't, have, you don't have to wait for me to edit. You just get it raw, uncut right there. Both ways. Do me a favor. Go to Stevie Ray TV on YouTube. Subscribe. And of course, if you're watching this, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, Spreaker, Apple, Spotify, your mom's cast, Breaker cast, touch your cast, touch my mom's ass, just subscribe, share, like, tell Julio, tell Montez, tell Bill in accounting to suck your balls. And they'll be like, what? You'll be like, oh, my podcast. Oh, they'll be like, oh, that's funny. But yeah, I listen to the show. Tell them. Subscribe and share. Joe, do you have anything on the docket right now besides pretty much uh, wrestling shows? May 8th, uh, DCW Salt Lake City at the Gateway. All right. Well, there you go. So next week, if you're listening, when this drops, which it will be out around May 4th, May 5th, you'll still have time to get tickets. If you're in the Utah Salt Lake area or if you're here, you know, you're in the Colorado surrounding area, you just want to drive. You're bored. Like, I got to get the fuck out of the house. Drive to Utah. Talk to Joe. And Joe will give you a prize. If you say you heard it on this podcast. Yes. To go talk to Joe. We will come up with a prize for you. So go check yes, that out. Yes, we will. Uh, Tom about Tom about Scoop. Uh, do you have a... That's the wrong one. Do you have any parting words for us today, Scoop, before we uh, launch out of here? Give in to your hate and buy the dip of Jimmy, and your transformation to the dark side will be complete. Yeah, I also host, I also edit the New Force Order podcast. Wrong podcast. Check that out. Uh, you guys, I'm Matt Schaefer. You can check us out next week. <laughs> So turn on.